Oh Lord, what a what a month! <laughs> oh God, a month! What a year! Is it <laughs> right? What a year! Twenty twenty two has been. Oh my God! Well, no... hey, digital ramblers, how are you? JJ Cannon with my great friend Chris Gambler. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Digital Ramble Show, and I hope. Y'all's year has uh, started out as fantastic as ours has. I'm just trying to collect myself, people. I am just trying to collect myself. I've been going every which way, up, down, left, and right, trying to grab myself. It has been nuts. Gamble, how about yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Good to be back on the mic with you and good to be recording another episode for, you know, for listeners of the podcast. And like JJ said, it's, you know, no rest for the wicked is what they say. And, you know, we're constantly getting thrown off this this horse this bull and getting back on and it's uh, it's good fun it's exciting but hey we're yeah like i say it's been a crazy year and it's only like 17 days into it <laughs> oh my gosh it's nuts it's gone by in a in a blink <laughs> like 17 days in no time yeah, but you know, this is this is the choice we made. You know, we're business owners, we're 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 family men, we've uh, you know committed to our communities and our neighbors and our families. So look good, we just gotta get on with it. So let's let's get on with another podcast and uh, what are we gonna talk about today? Man, I, I'd like to talk about you know what we've been up to. Uh we, we've been doing quite a bit of commercial properties as of late and, uh, you know, coming to the thick of it. We're, I, I can see that finish tape, you know, flapping in the, in the wind in front of us. Haven't quite gotten to it. It's that last, it's that last 10, 5, 10%, you know, that we're on. So I'd like to talk about what about yourself. Well, I will say, JJ, I've seen a lot of uh, my contemporaries in the UK who have their origins in smart home, but also yeah. crossing over a lot into commercial spaces. A, a friend of the show, somebody that we've we both know is uh, Icaro at Artech. Oh yeah, and he was sharing a video with me today of a fantastic digital signage installation he did uh, in a in one of these kind of communal work environments. You know, rent rent a desk, you know, flexi working space, and he's done this huge installation of, of digital screens in a in an entry foyer and but with his origins in smart home he's able to cross over in that direction and likewise i've seen conversations uh, between commercial installers of technology talking about and it comes off the back of them following the news coming out of ces and that that being a big headline grabber that they're saying Hey guys, should we be getting involved in the in the home space as a as a technology provider in that arena as well? No, they shouldn't. No, not I at said all. that. Yeah, they're, they're good. Back off. Back they're off, good doing it. what they're doing. That <laughs> <laughs> they will not like dealing what we have to deal with on a daily basis. I mean, um, they're too fragile for what we do, for sure. They're good doing what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I did tell them. You know. Uh, 
if you want to if you like making lots of money stick stay where you are yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) we only do this because we enjoy about poverty (laughs) i'm just getting to the end of my community service it's been uh 12 years now uh Mm -hmm. just just coming to the end of it (laughs) all right hopefully you get a certificate you know, <laughs> a, pat, a pat on the back fully qualified <laughs> you've done so good chris thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, what, one of the, the things i was uh thinking about as well this this week and over the weekend was i was i was thinking of like how a smart home doesn't get a lot of credit for the the energy saving that a smart home can do and i was talking to a couple of older members of my my family my extended family and they were they were asking like yeah but what would make me interested in what you do chris and, and there's this you know preconceived idea that things we do is for the the younger for the advanced for the yeah, like the entertainment music. yeah yeah and, yeah, and, I, like and I just said screens. and i said look do, do you like saving money and they said, "Yeah, I'll, yeah, that's one of our favorite things." Who and, does it? Uh, yeah, and I said, "A smart home is a, is a saver uh, with an initial investment, but it is a long term saver when when you start to think about what it can do with heating, lighting, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and being aware of who's in rooms, who's in the house, who's left the house." And uh, it's, it's kind of like an EV, you know. I mean, smart homes kind of like an EV. You make an initial investment and. Mm-hmm. then it starts paying for itself yeah it's definitely a smaller investment than than what you would spend on an electric vehicle um, i don't know man we get i got some pretty large houses over here yeah but so for the for the, for the in there. <laughs> yeah but for you know I, I was reading an article just this afternoon and it said 50 years ago the average temperature in a uk home was 12 degrees centigrade okay that was the average home temperature. And, and dynamically, you would have a room that had maybe a, a, a fireplace. That, that room, yes, is 20, 21 degrees, maybe even hotter. But the other rooms, I was thinking about it, they must have been like minus five degrees, but they couldn't have been. But the other rooms were, were much cooler, and you heated rooms in a very different way. Then, then we got what we call in the UK central heating, where you would have piped heating around. The, the rooms in, in, in radiators. And now, you know, I'm going into people's homes and I'm taking note of the, you know, well, just to, to finish that, the average temperature now 18 degrees in the UK household. Within mm. 50 years, we've shifted six degrees upwards. And when I visit homes, I look at their thermostat just out of curiosity and I see the dial set 23, 24, 22. And everybody's walking around in t-shirts and flip-flops and shorts. And they, I don't know what, you know, we can all be these eco-warriors, but part of me is thinking, correctly, if you just put a, sw- a sweater on or, you know, moved around a bit quicker in the home, you might not need to drive that furnace or boiler to, to its limits every day. Yeah. See, over here is the opposite, and I'll use sure. my dad as an example. He's old school, and I, at my house, we always got it dialed in around uh, 70 degrees, uh, 72, 73 degrees Fahrenheit during the, during the summertime, and 
walking around in short sleeves and flip flops and t-shirts and if we didn't we'd die uh that's just how bad it is here in here in texas but my dad for some reason he he really likes saving that energy and he'll have it dialed up to like 78 degrees and uh you know he's like you can take that shirt off boy (laughs) (laughs) you're too hot sweating around just take that shirt off and feel a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't talk that way. I hope he's not listening. But <laughs> that's whenever I see that dial and I'm sitting at his house, that's how I think, that's how I sense he's talking. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'll sneak by and I'll drop it down a couple of degrees just so that me and my family can survive our visit over at their house. But I don't know. I, I need to put a smart thermostat in over at my dad's house so I can adjust it on the way over to his house before I get there. And so it's nice and uh, nice and cool by the time we show up. And then when we leave, we can adjust it back down. You know what I should do is I should geofence his thermostat. So whenever I show up, it's ready to go for us. And when I leave, it goes back to what it was. That's what I'm going to do. You know, our, our experiences of a, of a smart thermostat and, and particularly ones that have some self-learning or some artificial intelligence, they take quite a while um, to for the for the homeowners, the residents to adjust to somebody else dictating or something else dictating the temperature. And they have to try and tell them it's learning from you. You are without touching it, you're actually influencing the temperature. And if you're not home, temperature reduces when you come home it increases but it might not be you know that consistent temperature that you're used to you might see uh, you know uh, an up and down trend of your temperatures because it's the house has to cool when you're not there and this is uk Mm -hmm. specific but the house is going to get cooler when you're not here but you've got to factor in that the amount of energy you're you're saving from not you know heating an empty home it just seems ludicrous mm-hmm. and, and then I think about you know trends in vehicles I was talking to a colleague who said that they're going to uh, you know rent out their car when it's not being used and I, you know and I yeah. see that see that as an option that's going to grow in popularity where you might not even own the car at all and you'll it'll be a shared car around dozens of of people uh, in your neighborhood or even visitors to the area that need a vehicle. You know, and you see that in cities and urban environments where you can just collect a car, take it, drop it off in quite a flexible manner. And I think these are new habits that, um, you know, our, our children, JJ might find that a, a, a quite a normal way to operate, you know, a more flexible mm-hmm. lifestyle and be quite, um, willing for artificial intelligence and, and learning to to dictate and they'll just go along with it whereas we we seem to always fight back and no i'm going to turn the dial up you know i'm going to turn it up right. and down you know? we we want our uh, we want our freedom allow that artificial intelligence to to help with uh making some of those decisions for us it is, it is, it is strange because uh, whenever you do have that scheduling turned on, I get a call on occasion 
and uh, people are, are wondering or thinking that their system's not not working, and you have to explain to them again, you know, exactly how it how it does work. Yeah, and it's also quite um, a, a personal thing for different inhabitants of the home that, you know, from in our household, my wife feels the cold more than me. Um, mm-hmm. my, my son, yeah. you know, has still at 11 years old, not understood how a light switch works. Um, he doesn't remember, he forgets that there's an off side to the switch. He just leaves right. it on, you know, so... Yeah. Is there still a lot of hu- human training that needs to be undertaken, you know, and, and is the smart home, should it even, should it be even more artificially guided and, and you know, the humans should stop touching the tech, you know, in, in terms of things that are energy focused, like lighting, like heating, you know, should, should, mm. should you know, I think of even like the Lutron lighting system we use, it doesn't have a high degree of artificial intelligence apart from timers, which we, you know, we, we might set up when it does have a feature called smart away. Occupancy sensors. Yeah. And that's in it's hugely in its favor that it, you know, using those sensors, it can dictate, you know, something, you know, whilst we're recording a light just turned off in the room I'm in, which is on a Mm. schedule. And I know this room typically doesn't get used in the evenings and it's on a schedule, you know, at uh, 9.30 PM, you know, shut down the dining room lights, you know, regardless if you're in it or not. And that's just to prevent things being left on. Now I could go a bit further and just put a sensor in here. And if the room is vacant at any time of day, the light would turn off. Yeah. I need to, I need to put some sensors, uh, occupancy sensors in my girl's room because they, it seems like um, these issues are global because sure. my wife, she's always cold. I don't know why, but she's always cold. And my wife and my kids, they leave every light on possible uh, in, in our, in our house. And I have smart switches, but I just need to, uh, I need to go ahead and purchase some occupancy sensors and, and get that taken care of. I need one for the closet, one for the master one for the bathroom and one for their bedroom because we're done with it just to you know give it the full title a a sensor doesn't just sense occupancy it senses vacancy and and can be dual purpose so it can be triggered by both states occupants and vacant or they can just be one or the other so you would walk into a room and, and, and turn on the lights via the, the keypad or the switch. And that's, you, you've initiated that light to come on. And the sensor is just monitoring vacancy. So if the room is vacant for more than 15 minutes, it turns the light off. But it doesn't turn it back on when you walk in. It's vacancy only. Or the other side, you can do occupancy only. So just that that is some of the flexibility you've got around uh, controlling the, the, the lights in your home with sensors. Right. I, I, uh, to fix my wife, I bought her a cuddly for, for Christmas. You know what that is? It's fixed now. Yeah. That's it. You fixed her. A cuddly is like no. this enormous oversized. It's like a blanket slash 
sweatshirt. It's about three inches in thickness, and she, and, and it swallows her. I mean, this mm. thing is absolutely enormous. You need to look it up online. It's called a cuddly. So now I can have the air conditioner at whatever temperature I want to have it at, and she's she's just fine. That that fixed her good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've seen the trend as well for these weighted blankets. Remember, we tried them at the Cedia Expo in the wellness oh, area. Yeah, <laughs> I still have been meaning to get one. I just, I just keep putting wow. like, I just have just put weights on top of me instead. But I should get. Yeah, a, a she just throws her leg on me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, "You want a weighted blanket? Here's a leg." <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's you fixed. Yeah. <laughs> Done. No, man. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's cool how y- there is so many solutions through um, through smart home that older people can actually use to, to save energy and to to conserve. And and as you learn how products can uh, adjust to your home, you, you kind of add to them as you go. And this is like I was talking about my girls leaving the lights on. And, you know, it's like you, you kind of collect, a, it seems like my clients do, and I do the same thing, is you collect uh, the list of items that you want to add to your smart home, and then you go out and you purchase them all at one time. And instead of just ones at a t- one at a time, you just kind of get a collection of different things, and you go in there one, one weekend and knock it out. Yeah, and, that, you know, and that's, that's definitely the the retrofit friendliness of, of a smart home that you can incorporate it into an existing home. Um, but I also look at, you know, the thousands and hundreds of thousands of homes they build, you know, across continents you know, annually to, to, to accommodate this rising population and people moving more to urban environments and cities are getting bigger. And I just still see the missed opportunity of all these properties having zero tech or very little tech, they, they think they're being tech friendly by, I don't know, giving you a putting extra insulation in the wall or fitting some kind of efficient heating source, but they never go far enough. I don't think with sensors and, and smarter thermostats and, and, and learning products, artificial intelligence in the home, an operating system for uh, the home, whether it's big or small, um, not incorporating and, and thinking about pre-wiring maybe for shades, which has another big impact on, on saving energy. Um, and, and I know it's a big expense, but, you know, wh- where are the more forward-thinking developers except operating in the luxury home why is there not you know apart you know the closest i see it jj i see some of these like modular small almost backyard style homes that they're coming up with like oh add add an airbnb in your garden you know but and and some of those actually are, are more innovative and hopefully they will they will level up you know the companies that are building these small tiny homes will have aspirations to build larger homes and multi-dwelling buildings because you know I, I do a bit of research on things like this in my spare time where I know that these fifty thousand dollar 
modular homes. The people that own these businesses want to build towns and cities and whole, you know, housing schemes right. uh, to, you know, to, to decrease their business and be like the, you know, the Ikea of building homes, I guess, but that kind of. Man, Ikea of building homes. I, I was watching this thing last night about how they, it seems like they finally have dialed in 3D housing, you know, to where they're, they're printing houses yeah. out of uh, cement mix. And that looks amazing. Talk about a shift. I, Gamble, in the next five years, there are so many innovations and, and they're all coming to, to a head all at the same time uh, right now. It is, it is really, you know, they talk about the roar in 20s here in the States back in the 1920s but i really think that the 20s of 2020s is is going to be equally as impactful but in the next five years i mean we've got like uh blockchain cryptocurrency we got artificial intelligence we got uh, electric vehicles we got green energy um just to name a few just off the top of my head 3d printing the metaverse uh, yeah, the absolutely, man. The meta that metaverse thing absolutely rocks my world. NFTs, you know, of I mean, it just trying to. I've been really trying hard to to get my mind around. I don't want to feel old. I, I feel a little old, you know. Whenever I'm dabbling in this, I, I kind of feel like my my folks in in a bit, and I don't want to be like that at all because the shift that my parents saw is minute in comparison to the shift that we're going to see in the next five to 10 years. I mean, the shift that we're getting ready to, uh, to, to see is huge, just absolutely e enormous. And it's not, it's not just the States and it's not just the UK. This is global. It's, it's the entire world is getting ready to shift. And, uh, it's going to, and I think it's going to shift in a very positive way. And also, you know, there's going to be some negative things that, that shift with it as well. Um, like any type of innovation. Um, but man, it's, it's uh, going to be an amazing five, next five to, to 10 years that, that we're going to be uh, evolving to. It's, um, I, I'm super excited about it. Um, and, we'll, we'll, and we'll see what that does to our business. <laughs> like, uh, well, I'll, I'll say one thing, JJ. We'll we'll still be in business uh, because oh yeah, no doubt for, about it. For me, everything you've talked about there all hinges on on an infrastructure of technology around it, and that infrastructure that we can provide is is that network in a, in a home environment. And yeah, and what I mean by you know what I don't know what that means for our business uh, in the sense of like what are we and that's what's awesome about our business, Gamble. And, and what home technology professionals do and have survived for, for decades doing is, you know, I started my business out of uh, installing satellite dishes and then it went to Blu-ray players and then flat panel televisions and then Dolby digital theater rooms to, you know, TV and, audio and networking and Wi-Fi and, you know, as technology improves and expands, so does my business 
And, and I love that because um, it doesn't get stale. You know, it doesn't get boring. And um, we're always being educated and learning something new. And that's, uh, that's exciting to me. And so who knows what that will mean for our business. You know, I say that in a positive way. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what the future has for us. Oh, and, and with that, you've got to also think, you know, as a business and a business owner, you've got to start dropping some of the things that are getting stale, you know, and, and, and not get bogged down in some of the legacy technology. And we, we've, we've talked about this at length, uh, you know, even pre pre podcast days where, you know, we made, we made decisions to move away from some of the legacy systems and installations and methods we used uh, to, to give our business a leg up, to give our business some fresh uh, impetus and, and direction. So, um, it, you know, that's going to come around again, JJ, you know, where we're going to have to look at review where we are now and say, hey, we need to get ready for chapter 24 of this book that we're, you know, part of, or the story we're part of, or, you know, the, ne- the, next, the next level, you know, we're, we, we need to move into that. And that's an exciting prospect, scary, you know, and, and not everyone can come along for the ride. So um, hopefully listeners to the show, you know, I'd like your thoughts, your comments, your, your audio clips. Remember you can call into the show using the anchor app and leave us a, a message on there and contact yeah. us on social media platforms. You know, what are your views on the opportunities and the, and the, and the pitfalls that might lie ahead for, uh, home technology well uh i don't know i think that's a i think that's a great question i i i don't know about home technology particular but as far as things that that are really interesting me right now are like uh, uh, of blockchain and having a a receipt of every transaction that that might occur with with a, a device, um, and I don't know how it would affect you know our industry in the sense of the devices that that we provide. But I know somehow, whenever it does, whenever these devices do come onto the blockchain, everybody be like, well, of course, why, why wouldn't it not be, you know, on on the blockchain. Um, and I think it's going to change subscriptions for ever. I think you will be, we will be able to subscribe, subscribe to one thing and then kind of just add a check mark to all the accounts that we want to subscribe to. I think it'll be much easier. I think that's one of the biggest problems that everybody has right now is everybody has like a spreadsheet of passwords and, you know, usernames. And I think that's, that's all going to, to be fixed, you know, with, uh, with blockchain and encryption and security, I think, I think we'll be able to, you know, have some type of token system of sort to, to help with, um, with usernames and passwords. Yeah. Blockchain is huge for me, uh, as, as far as, uh, being very exciting social tokens, I think is going to be enormous, 
uh, to where, you know, you're bringing your community together uh, and the more people that join that community, the more value there is in that, in that particular social token. Uh, I know that there's a couple of uh, UK football uh, teams that are doing social tokens right now that I was reading up on yesterday and it sounds really, really exciting uh, to what, you know, if you're a fan of something, you get like the next level treatment. There is no third party blocking or interfering with um, participating with whoever your favorite team is, or maybe whoever your favorite musician might be, or, you know, maybe your favorite artist, if you're into artwork or, or singer. Um, it kind of takes out that, that middle person and uh, gives you a lot more access to, to enjoy creativity and to, and to share ideas. So as far as home-wise, home I'm, I'm not too sure how it all is going to, to come together, but those are just a couple of things that I'm, that I'm excited about and interested in in the next couple of years. And I am, I'm trying to be a sponge and absorb every second of education that I can get because I don't want to be left behind. You know, I don't want to be that 50 year old dude that doesn't understand it. You know, I want to make sure I, I, you know, there, there, there's, there's so many things that, you know, I, I think about that have been done so badly and wrong in, in terms of, you know, like your, the customer interface, you know, the, the interface to the home, the connectivity between devices, failed attempts after failed attempts, you know, even in the in things that look so simple on paper, like uh, a washing machine talking to the tumble dryer or the smart fridge talking to the, you know, your online shopping. There isn't even integration um, that they could have got so right between you know, the appliance that stores your food and the place that supplies your food. How did these brilliant minds, how have they not connected this in 2022 that things were being replenished, that, um, you know, that your appliances were intelligent enough to, to wash at certain times of days or, or notify you of, you know, a buildup of a filter or, or, or notify you know, the lights in a room to come on because something is finished like in the bread machine or something. These are really, I'm throwing things out there, but crikey, I hope the people that were trying to create those ecosystems and platforms have no association with what's coming in the future. Because what I hate about um, technology is you sometimes have the same people with their fat fingers over the, the new stuff thinking, oh, this is the thing where we're going to, you know, this is going to fly us to the moon, this next project, this next thing. I'm like, why don't you just keep away from it? Let some new bright minds come in, create the new systems, the new methods. I don't want to see any of you old dinosaurs hanging around here. Just let some new blood come in with the fresh ideas. And if that pushes me out, so be it. If that pushes colleagues, friends, whatever, just let some new blood in here. And, you know, and certainly in our in our small industry that we're in, JJ, I'm desperate to see some some new people just come in and just start tearing things up because it's so stale. 
Well, it's one thing to have new people come in, but you also want them to have some new ideas, you know, because you can have new people come in with the same stale old ideas and it's the same stale thing. So I agree with you on that one, man. Uh, hopefully there is some some embracing of, of some new ideas. And I love that what you're talking about, Gamble, is, you know, uh, uh, that that artificial intelligence amongst the, the appliances that, that we do already have. I would love for my refrigerator to monitor the the different supplies that we have in, in the refrigerator or different groceries that we have in the refrigerator and somehow know if something is expiring soon so that we can go ahead and use it before it actually expires because what a waste um you know whether it's uh, milk or maybe it's fruit or something like that and in addition if we are down to a low, low quantity of something man i would love for it to automatically order uh if i could take um you know grocery shopping out of my day-to-day -day, um need to do list and actually it's not mine but it's my it's my but if we could if we could take that out of our to-do list and automate it. We were promised all this, JJ. We were promised all this. Yeah, I know. No, I think, I think of all these CES not be, shows. Not, be as, you know, not as easy as, you know, they want it to be or the technology is not quite there yet. I was told I would get recipe suggestions. It would know what was in my fridge and I could just tap and it would say, hey, make make an omelet, you know, make, make spaghetti bolognese, make you know, a vegetarian, you know, roast vegetable dish, you know, it, it was promised that these things were, were, were already here on the horizon. Um, well, already here. I, you know, I, I consider myself quite a f advanced person and, you know, and a young family and would welcome some of these technologies and, and really use them, you know, and, and yet I'm searching I'm not seeing it, um, and I don't think that's a UK thing. I think they, they've gone mute. They've gone mute on that. Like you haven't heard that lately. What? Why? When? 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 You know, individually, we've got so many great platforms and and and, and experiences, and they all just want to do their own thing. It's the cliche of, you know, the one I always remember is like there's 13 smart home protocols, and a, a handful of manufacturers get together and say we're going to create this new protocol a single protocol for the smart home and then the next slide is there's now 14 smart home protocols right you know, so nothing was achieved they just created added another one you know um, well and and what's interesting because you can have the same manufacturer that does your that has your refrigerator that does your oven that also does your dishwasher and they still don't work together exactly. exactly in any type of intelligence whatsoever. So it, it must be harder than what we think, or it just wasn't embraced or adopted. Um, I do know that whenever I get into my smart things, there is an option there for, for food and uh, recipes and things like that. And I, I don't necessarily have a smart refrigerator. So maybe that's some, maybe that's the other thing is that people just have not, embraced it to where you know they're they're wanting to make more of an investment in it yeah and i i totally get that that you know a platform needs to have users and, and users will bring innovation and, and and contribute to its improvements and um 
yeah and again i i think that's just a general problem anyway with smart home that you haven't got volume yet um of of people living with smart thermostats smart lights smart doorbells smart uh cameras and door openers and smart appliances and, and, you know we're we're I we're way ahead of the curve though, Gamble. We're on the front side of this wave of of IoT and and smart home. And although we delve in it every day, and we have for you know, JJ, me, it's when, like when was the last time? Years. When was the last time you even heard the term IoT? It's like I know, right? Forgotten. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Where'd it go? Yeah, it, like almost COVID killed IoT. There you go. That's 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 the that's the headline. I maybe have to slightly change the descript the the episode name, but it might get it might COVID get banned. killed IoT. It might get banned because that's that like uh, that that's the last. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I I haven't thought of that, but yeah, man, you're right. Mm. I haven't heard of IoT other than there's a there is a coin called IoT, but it's not the <laughs> Internet of Things. So there is a coin. Yeah. Um, interesting yeah there we go that, that's definitely a a blog post an episode title there covid killed the internet of things <laughs> right well, JJ, JJ, i'm gonna let you get back on the road i know you're, you're traveling today and it's monday it's a busy day for you and, and i'm i'm approaching bedtime here in the uk so i'd love it if you just finish the show with your your famous saying that you can uh, check us out on our website at digitalrambleshow.com. Uh, you can also find us on 11 different podcast streaming services. If you would be so kind to share uh, our show with uh, your friends and family and drop us a DM uh, or send us an email. You can find our email address there on our website at digitalrambleshow.com. And if you don't know, find yourself a home tech pro. See you next week, JJ. Later, mate.